0: Welcome to Leaders and Learners. My name is Tanya McKenzie, and you can find me at the intersection of public relations and leadership. Join us as we talk to organizational leaders, elected officials, experts, authors, artists, and personalities sharing their stories, talking about how they got to where they are and how they continue to learn and lead the way. So without further ado, let's get into it. Greetings, good people. Welcome to another edition of Leaders and Learners, where we all know that the best leaders are lifetime learners. Today, one of the things I hope you learn, in case you haven't already picked up on it, when you continue to hear this word creative, what's a creative? I have someone today that has a creative agency that has so many amazing things for brands. But the cool thing is that his background before he launched his own firm is so extensive, and you'll get to hear about that. And then how creative agencies actually uh, combine all of the benefits of a marketing, a PR, uh, advertising, a film, uh, experience agency. They do all of that. So what does your organization need? How can an organization like this actually help you? And then why would someone leave a very profitable industry, and we'll get into that, to do its own thing? Because- entrepreneurship is not what it always seems to be on Instagram. So without further ado, I want you to uh, sit back, relax, ask questions if you want uh, in the chat and we'll get to those, but I wanna welcome Abby. Hi, how are you?
1: What's up Tanya, how you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm thrilled uh, to have you here. And I'm excited for people to learn a little something while we also have a little fun and talk about some things in regards to the culture. So with that being said, tell the people where you are and how you got to where you are right now. You're in San Diego, right?
1: Hiding out in San Diego, right here. Uh, shout out to my to my friend Isaiah and uh, Porsche's Marketplace, where this this sweater came from. He's one of our one of our creators that works with agencies, well too. Um, yeah, hiding out in San Diego. I'm actually born and raised in San Diego. Um, San Diego State University grad. Um, you know, San Diego is near and dear to my heart. I've been back for about a year and a half now, uh, with uh, with no plans on staying. At um, Los Angeles, actually, is home for me. Um, I've been in LA for about over ten years now. It's where my son was born. Uh, it's where I found community and. Uh, Um, and and really a place of belonging in that sense and whatnot, but I've been out in San Diego just handling some business and uh, building a business, uh, building an agency and and really diving into this entrepreneur entrepreneur lifestyle um, to to be quite, quite frank, so.
0: Listen, LA is not uh, an easy place to live and try to do what you're doing. Actually, I think the market is pretty oversaturated. So why would you want to be here where it's super competitive instead of either where you are, it's still slightly competitive or even somewhere else where, you know, your services might even be more needed?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great question. And I think it's it's a great provocation. I think the first and foremost thing, I think the uh, even the, just the thought of saying that it's, uh, you know, oversaturated and stuff like that or whatnot. I believe that's, that's definitely the landscape of of the business and, and where it's at. But, you know, for me, I believe that we live in a world of abundance and there's always an opportunity for myself, uh, for others. Um, there's plenty of food on the table for people to come and eat and, and not only just eat, but then also create as well too. Right. So, um, you know, I think that's just one perspective of it. I know for myself and others and the, the team that I work with, it's always in the sense of like, you know, what's out there for you what's the fit for you um you know I, I truly believe that you know what's for you is for you and it doesn't pass you up uh, so you know r- regardless of how competitive it is or not i'm besides here i'm here uh, my team is here and uh you know what kind of separates us you know from others is not necessarily just like the hard work and uh, the creative thought and output but really the due diligence and the and the detail that we put into it i mean i think we're we're very tenacious in terms of um, how much effort we put into and how, how, how many different perspectives that we look at uh, look at things and look to fulfill um, our brands, you know, our brand clients or even our talent clients uh, needs and whatnot um, and doing everything and everything we can, anything and everything we can uh, to ensure that we're achieving those goals and make sure our clients are satisfied. So um, that in LA's, I mean, listen, LA's is beautiful, man. Like culture wise, like Tanya, I know you've spent some time in San Diego. Um, I love San Diego. I love what's going on here. There's some really amazing things that are happening culturally, uh, but quite frankly, um, LA is home and that's, that's, that's for me. And that's where this agency is based out of,
0: so. It's so funny that you said there's enough food to eat. A girlfriend of mine, she was like, yeah, my daughter said I ate. I ate that. And I and I didn't know what she was talking about. What did I miss? So like urban slang now, it's hilarious to hear that we are the ones that are getting left behind. But since we're talking about how people eat, how do you eat in your business? What is your business and how are you winning in this Yeah. Business?
1: No, that's a great question. Uh, um, Ambasa is a first and foremost uh, we're a full, full service uh, creative agency, right? So I think you 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 touched upon a little bit about my experience uh, prior to uh, jump, jumping into to entrepreneurship. But to, to answer your question, first and foremost, is uh, you know we are a, a full service creative agency. Uh, really help you know uh, folks in terms of their advertising and marketing um, efforts, uh, really specifically around business development. Uh, strategy uh, marketing activation whatever that looks like whether it's digital or in in, in person um and as well as the, the the relationships that we have with some of our client uh, excuse me, our talent clients as well too and really bringing those things together so the agency really sits at the intersectionality of of where brands and culture are and i think if anything we've learned over the last three four years um uh, how important culture is for for brands to tap into and to and to connect with um you know i think that's the, the this <laughs> the whole integration and how technology is really um, enabled, um, you know, for me or you or anybody else to become, you know, media platforms, as well as the talent in front of the camera, the production team, the post team, so on and so forth. Like we've really um, vertically integrated a lot of our communication. So it's really, you know, on us in terms of how we're able to build that community around that. Uh, so that's what the agency is kind of in a nutshell. Um, and, you know, our, really our vision or the lion's vision, Ambasan means lion, by the way, I, I should have mentioned that at the beginning. Uh, of uh, the, the native uh, uh, native tongues of Eritrea and uh, Ethiopia and my heritage where I'm from and whatnot. So, uh, you know, the Lion's vision for us is moving the culture forward uh, through through the creative arts. And I know for myself and many others, the creative arts has saved my life uh, many times. And, you know, uh, for myself, it's really just helping to drive with our brand clients and our talent clients to um, really drive that inspiration that, that helps and drives business and drives that in- engagement and amplification um, that helps lead to purchase. So, so
0: listen, many people have niche down their their businesses right so i don't do this i don't do that you do many things that are different but they blend well when done together well in a cohesive way where did you get your experience from what made you feel like you could do something that many others absolutely cannot accomplish
1: yeah, it's a great, that's a great provocation. It's a great question. So I, uh, I, I started my career on a, on a, on a chip truck. I was driving, uh, <laughs> I was driving a truck in uh, East County, San Diego, uh, on a training. Uh, I was, I was part of a, a DEI training program when I came in and got intaken at, at PepsiCo uh, working for the their Frito-Lay division, uh, moved into a management role um, as well. Uh, but really for myself, like when I, when I started seeing and I was working in consumer packaged goods, I've got over 14 years of experience um, amongst some of the biggest, uh, some of the biggest, most iconic brands um, in the world. Uh, between my time at PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, Anheuser-Busch, and out uh, and most recently at Diageo, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into just products that are go sitting on the shelf and stuff like that. You know, I know for us as a consumer, sometimes we just think, oh, it just shows up on the shelf. There's a price on the on the sh- uh, uh, on the shelf tag, and, and you know, I go ahead and pick it up and go cash out of the register. There's so much that goes behind uh, the efforts um, and and the full consumer, the whole full consumer journey and whatnot, right? Whether it's Above the line engagement, whether it's you know, out of home billboards, radio, TV, linear digital marketing now through through our phones and social media uh, to below the line, whether it's displays, signage, whatever, you know, and I think there's a lot of creative thought and a lot of creative ideology that goes through that. And I think what we now define now is integrated marketing or omni-channel communication for our consumers and whatnot. Uh, so I think it's, it's really important to have that in mind and really being consistent around with your brand communication. So for myself, with my experience, um, especially at Anheuser-Busch and Diageo, really being just like hyper-focused on the consumer um, and 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 then also to being consistent in terms of what those communications look like and, and how the consumer was being engaged um, in store and out of store.
0: You are very good at working with other brands. And I'm guessing throughout your career, this is something you've been known for. So it makes it almost an easy transition when people have had a great experience working with you but a lot of professionals don't recognize how important it is to have a top-notch personal brand you seem to have really kept it together you're consistent about everything you do people know what they're getting most of the time when they're dealing with you unless they're just brand spanking new how and dummy this down for me how important Mm -hmm. is it to have a personal brand and how do you continue to be consistent and elevate your own while you're elevating others in your job?
1: 100%. Yeah. Perce- I mean, perception is reality, right? And I think as even for myself, something that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis, but you know, that is kind of the way of the world and how we operate. For myself, my personal brand is uh, you know, three things that you'll never, ever get from me is can't, won't, and never. Um, for myself, I operate and my team as well, too. Uh, we operate very much boundlessly, right? In terms of you know, we live, again, as I said before, we live in a world of abundance, right? And uh, to be able to kind of achieve a lot of these, you know, kind of a brand's wildest dreams or uh, a creator's wildest uh, vision in terms of bringing that to life and whatnot, it, it quite frankly brings me a lot of joy and whatnot. And I think for back to to the importance of a personal brand, right? Like you're you're only as good as, as, uh, as, as what you're able to bring to the table um, in that sense. And again, it gets, kind of sounds a little rough, uh, um, not rough, but uh, a little harsh in that sense, but uh you know at the end of the day people are, I mean more than anything else we live there's seven billion people in this world um and there's a lot of people that you can kind of choose to go work with and, and connect with and whatnot and you know if I'm going to connect with somebody I want to make sure that I want to have a, a good relationship with them and then two I know and, expe- and I know and, and expect what I'm going to get out of them um in terms of their effort in terms of their engagement um, and really the output as well too right um I I, I for my old for my anheuser Bush friends out there um I think they all know the 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 term like making uh making friends is our business and that's something that's very much near and dear to my heart and something that's very much in the dna of the agency here is you know that relationship building is so critical um and ensuring that our my clients whether brand whether talent whatever maybe they know exactly what they're going to get out of us and for us it's going to be a lot of effort um and it's going to be a lot of tenacity and it's going to be a lot of detail
0: what are you threw around some really great terms so give me three that you would never want affiliated with you
1: Oh, I just, I, I think I said it earlier, can't, won't, and never, those three, yeah, can't, won't, yeah, can't, won't, and never, you'll never hear that from us, uh, there's always, you know, well, there's a will, there's a way, um, and, you know, we're always going to find that solution, and it's really important to have that solutions-based uh, mentality, right, coming into it or whatnot, or really trying to find that solution, because, again, it's easy to say, I can't do it, right, right. it's super easy to say, oh, I, I don't know, I don't know, who I don't know where I can find that, or whatever it may be, like, you know, I think just with like what we have access to, you know, with everything that we have access to right now, uh, just technology-wise. I know people always say Google it, right? Um, I hate saying that term because I always end up having a list of like 20, 25 things to go Google at the end of the day after having conversations with different folks. But I mean, it's true that like we have we have the access to um, to a lot of information just at our fingertips.
0: That That's good. I was thinking more words like crook or lazy, <laughs> but that was, was don't. And then ghetto and because you're definitely not that but okay so i love that though okay i'll go with the three you gave me but i do want to ask you have you had to deal with a brand that was in crisis like reflect back on your experience and do have you been brought in to work with an organization because they weren't doing well they've messed up somewhere along the line um talk to me about your experience with that
1: Yeah, I I think from an agency perspective, I think there's always I think crisis is a, you know, it's really, again, back to that perception and how you kind of view it. I think every every job that we take on always has some type of level of crisis to it. Right. Um, You know, whether it's on the scale of one to ten, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll digress on that sense. But um, yeah, I mean, I know that for myself, working in the beer industry um, was always really challenging. Right. Just in terms of, you know, where the consumers really shifted over the last 10 to 15 years. Right. As I told you before, like we're very hyper focused on the consumer. Um, and uh, I think working, working there in my corporate experience, um, working for an organization before I, 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 uh, I stepped out onto my entrepreneur journey, I think it taught me a lot of different things in terms of really being flexible and adaptable uh, to different creative ways of, of finding and building solutions. Again, I work for Anheuser-Busch, so I know that they've, always, they've had some challenges now, um, even currently now with Bud Light um and and premium domestic lights in general what that looks like uh, uh, and how to connect, connect with the consumer and really help engage them and really get them really excited about that category um i, I know i can tell you so many different stories of my time on just stater when i was working on stater brothers as an account executive i'm like okay we've lost how many share points this week like oh my goodness it's that's that's a lot right to, and how are you able to kind of you know battle and and uh you know really find solutions to kind of make up those gaps and whatnot so Um, I think that that's just one is just in in terms of really just having that adaptability and flexibility to be able to, you know, think differently, um, think bigger, um, and 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 kind of think that's out there from that.
0: Where do, okay. For the audience, how does a creative agency like yours help them battle through, maybe not even a crisis, just a lull, like things aren't going well, things could be going better. How do I engage let's say abby and his organization why would i engage abby and his organization like walk me through that
1: yeah i think the power of I mean amplifying i think being able to harness and amplify the power of culture right like i think that's that's where we're at right now right it just in terms of like it's funny i was walking through a, a grocery store a few weeks ago and i just noticed all the different stand-ups and signs and everything was very much like celebrity driven right everything was very mm-hmm. much connected with some type of celebrity and stuff like that and i think for for us i think a lot of brands right now there's a huge opportunity in terms of being able to tap into culture specifically even i'll go a level deeper uh, black and brown culture um in terms of what we do and i think uh, a lot of what brands have now and a lot of corporate organizations really sees they see a lot of those as very monolithic right in terms of their approach and i think black culture specifically right there's just so many different aspects in terms of how uh how we show up and how we express ourselves right Um, And I think that's the, that's the, um, that's kind of the billion dollar question for a lot of brands right now and a lot of corporations in terms of really just understanding how to be able to authentically tap into culture, right? Like to use that, that overused term authentic uh, authenticity, right? And I I think that's where they're the power of being able to lean into different creatives um, and leaning into them, not just for their, for their, for what they bring from a value from a talent perspective, but what they bring from a creative directorship perspective. I think that that's one of the most underutilized uh, things where I think a brand comes in and they have an idea of how they want their brand to show up. Um, but that's not necessarily how the brand may show up in their communities and whatnot. And I think leaning into the, the talents, really their, their, the lens of creative directorship, um, and allowing them to kind of really help construct a full campaign, um, an advertisement content, um, and, and activation and event, whatever it may be, whatever that may look like. Um, and obviously depending on what the budget looks like as well too, um, leaning in with them and really trusting them and knowing that they're going to make that connection to the consumer that they're, that, that the brand really needs at that, um, at whatever point in time. So for us, to answer your question, for us, that's, that's where you kind of lean in with us and you lean in with us from a, from a creative directorship perspective and really trust and lean in with us on how your brand should show up from a communications perspective to the consumer, because we know the consumer.
0: When I was an exec, executive director for the YMCA, we used to have these trainings. I think the YMCA has some really great cultural training. So anybody out there that's looking to get understanding, really deep understanding about culture and serving communities, like the Y was, has a structure that's excellent. All that being said, one day they asked us like, what is culture to you? You know, and of course people are like, oh, black or white or African or whatever, right? The, the basics, like people don't be thinking <laughs> deeper than the basics sometimes, which is annoying. And I was like, well, the culture of, like what culture are you talking about? Are you talking about the, not just the culture of black people, but how about black mothers or construction workers? Or, you know, because everybody's culture based on what they do and how their lifestyle is, is a different culture. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with their business, growing their business, or even afraid to jump into a relationship with an organization like yours because they don't even know who their target audience is first. And then to talk about the tar- target audience, the culture of the target audience in order to be able to be effective In whatever you're putting out for the organization, how are you able to help them through that? Because I think, and getting them to understand that, because it's also business owners might be good at one thing. They might be good at whatever it is. They're good. They make the best clothes. They have the best fragrances, the best alcohol. But what we do, what you do is very specialized. So understanding target audience, they think, oh, well, my stuff is good for everybody. Um, If This applies to everybody. So then you don't have the language or the visuals or the events that actually work for that culture of people you really should be trying to um, get in front of. How do you get people to recognize, listen, sir, I understand who, even if you don't, I understand who your target audience is and I know how to speak to them. Because that's hard from a business owner or a decision maker's perspective to trust someone else with this baby that they built, and they feel like they might know it better. Like walk them through that.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite J Cole lines, right? You can't be everything to everyone, right? And I think that's the crisis that a lot of brands have, right? Just in terms of wanting to connect with every single human being on this, you know, yeah. within their their marketplace or wherever their brands um, are distributed and connected to, and not, and quite frankly, that's just that's impossible, right? Like if 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 you are if you're if you're trying to be everything to everybody, you're not going to be anything to anybody, including yourself, right? Um, and I think just really uh, challenging, one, I think challenging the brands in terms of understanding who their consumer is. and then also bringing the data to the table. Um, you know, I think i've I've had the privilege in my career to I i's cut my teeth in category management and 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 data analytics kind of coming up. so um I, I I'm able to speak at least for ourselves and our team are able to speak uh, with truth and candor in terms of uh, being able to uh, to to speak on a data set and really make recommendations on that. but then also to, um you know, beyond, gaining that alignment with our brand partners in terms of who their community is really identifying who these emerging uh a lot of these emerging trends a lot of these emerging consumers are right um i think uh, i know for myself and i work with a lot of uh alcohol brands for example right they're always looking to see how they can tap into this gen z um you know that 21 to 26 legal drinking age consumer um and how to tap into that and whatnot and i think a lot of the challenges that they see just quite frankly they just don't see them they don't know who they are Mm. um and to you know to answer your question about culture um culture is very it's a very complex there's a lot of different definitions of it i know i've been on a of myself on a on a on an exploration in terms of really trying to better understand really like the truly the definition and i know one thing that i've kind of come to um um a, a, a bit of a passing point on it is with culture it's it's how we perceive how you perceive yourself um and then how you perceive the world and then how you express yourself right and and what that looks like and stuff like that and then really for as a marketer Um, as a, as someone that's trying to figure out groups of people and really try to put these folks in different tribes and congregations and and groups um, really try to understanding, you know, specifically how are they expressing themselves? Right. And how are they kind of go go from there? And I've listened, I've got, I've got some amazing like clients that I work with on the talent side. that are doing some amazing things um, uh, from there in in terms of how they're kind of expressing themselves and who they're connecting with. Um, And again, like really leveraging that data um, and that information that they have and they're, to, to say, hey, this is a fair And then not only that, but also adding a value in terms of how valuable that consumer is, not only from a purchase power perspective, but then also from that impressionability perspective as well too, right? Everybody wants their brand to look cool, right? Um, and um, I think that's the, the the most important thing is really being able to tap into those cultures that and those people in those cultures that we perceive to be cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So... <laughs> you understand it, but I want you to give me your opinion on... What Bud Light got wrong about culture to get into this kerfluffle that they've been in recently um, with the headlines kind of not being in their favor, whether it was with the NFL situation and now we, I think they've done a great job with the WWE campaign that they have going on now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What did they miss in regards to culture that had them in a crisis situation not long ago?
1: Yeah. And I think it just goes back to just, again, back to being everything for everybody. Right. I have a little bit of intimate knowledge just because of my time working for the organization. Um, so I think it's 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 really having because you, when you have such a massive brand like that, such a big brand that reaches and touches so many people, you know, like when you, you have only a finite resource in terms of how you're trying to invest in uh, in order to drive consumer engagement. Right. So I think you know one I think the the thing the one of the biggest if I would say is like shortfalls and that this isn't just exclusive to Bud Light or any other brand I think it's just with any brand that's really struggling with consumer with, with consistent consumer engagement is really that focus point right and who are you investing? who are you taking those marketing dollars and who are you investing it against right um I will say that you know with Bud Light I think that UFC sponsorship uh partnership that they, they just brokered with Dana White I think that's uh, UFC. Okay. Uh, the, yeah I think it's I think it's it's brilliant in terms of them being able to connect with them and um, I, I think really tapping back to who their core consumer is and really understanding that's who their that's who their consumer base is, right? And I think there's nothing wrong with doubling and tripling down on who that is and whatnot, um, even if it may feel like you're leaving somebody behind and whatnot. You know, I think that's that's the case. But I think for our agency and what we do, and I think that's the thing where we we what we do is we advocate also too for those underserved communities that don't that 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 don't get talked to, that don't get engaged to. Again, as I said before, those black and brown communities, right? um um you know specifically we we're talking about la earlier like los angeles is going through an arts renaissance right now anybody 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 that knows anything about that city or not is weird like we are going through a crazy transformation in terms of what not only what the city looks like but how people are engaging how people are are, are choosing to socialize yep. um, how they're choosing to come together in a community and a lot of that is driven and is very centric around the arts right and i'm not talking about just like art shows or you know um you know panels and events and stuff like that i mean there's a lot of different um different ways and a lot of different creative ways of how people are really kind of coming together and bringing folks together and whatnot. So, um, you know, again, to, to answer your question again, it's that focus piece is really the, 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 that challenge, right? Who, who is that consumer that you're doing, that you're working with and who are you, um, and how are you investing in some, how are you connecting with them? So
0: do you, you, you mentioned a lot of big names. Do you work with smaller organizations, smaller brands, new brands? What does that look like?
1: Um, as of right now, we haven't we haven't we have worked with a lot of different brands, and I think that just again, it's just more of the relationships and the connectivity that we've had uh, with our agency and who we kind of drive with um, some of our talents. Uh, uh, talents that we've come on uh, that, that we brought on and whatnot uh, have have had smaller names and they're, they're still very much building their name ups and stuff, building their name up in that sense. Uh, but a lot of um, a lot of the work that we do in terms of working with smaller brands. Um, Again, and, and again, it really just depends on like the resources that they have to deploy. And the smaller brands usually have that challenge. And I always tell people that marketing is an investment into your business. It's usually not an immediate revenue driver. Um, so if you have the appetite to be able to invest and so forth, please lean in. And I think that's a lot of the challenges that the, the small brands have is when they want to put the money up uh, from a marketing perspective, they they want to immediately get a return. Um to answer your question about some of the small brands, I have worked with some of the um, the local hospitality folks here in san diego during my time here um in terms of helping drive it uh drive and amplify their brands uh through the creative arts um and and, and being able to lean in and tap on that kind of stuff or whatnot but again a lot of the challenges that i see we working with smaller brands sometimes is again they want that that instant gratification of, of of return and um anything about brand amplification is very much an investment and it takes time and it takes a lot of consistency um in terms of your approach
0: you keep talking about the culture I don't think everybody knows what the culture is. What is the culture to you?
1: The culture to me right now is music. I I am a I am just head first into music. I am loving everything that we're seeing um, from a music perspective. Uh, the right now the DJs are really leading the way for us. Um, I think about um, I, I think about guys like Brian Henry. I think about Dashe, I think about Uri Hall. Uh, a, a lot, of, so many different folks out there right now that are just doing some. Some really amazing things um, in the music world, uh, the folks selection and the work that they're doing, and really bringing in a, a different sound and really challenging different folks. There's a there's another group that's coming up um, in in LA called Motherland Sounds uh, for them. So for myself, culture music is is my culture right now, um, and it's going to look different for a lot of other different folks and stuff like that. I, I think right now also too the the just really just the that as I talked about earlier about the Renaissance that we're going through that arts Renaissance. There's a lot of different folks that are coming in. Um, from from an artistry perspective and really trying to uh, drive a lot of different things and stuff like that. So and, and really driving that amplification and really bring like using their art to bring people together. Um, and then if, if the brands are smart enough and they've partnered with them and they've invested with them or whatever, they're getting that that, that tailwind um, support there or whatnot. So again, what is culture? Um, again, it looks different for a lot of folks right now. For me, it's music um, and it's very music centric.
0: I love that. I want to ask you a music question. <laughs> so hip hop. We're celebrating 50 years, yay! Mm -hmm. but hip hop is not doing what it was doing before. It's not doing the numbers it was doing before. It's not selling. It's not chart topping like it was before yet. I can't get my teenager to understand that. I don't want to hear his stuff because my stuff is better. What is your thoughts on where hip hop is going right now and why it feels so different and why aren't people investing in it like they were before?
1: That's a good question. I think I, it's funny because I'm hearing, I, I hear that a lot. I've been hearing a lot of this like hip hop, um, the antithesis to hip hop, right? Hip hop is hip hop dying. Like, we, I mean, I remember Nas dropped an album, I think in 2007, 2006, Hip Hop is Dead um, as well. And and he made that proclamation. He's still making music, right? I think he just, he just dropped, he just went on a four or five run album with Hip Boy. Um, that's, that's quite frankly, it's some of the best music that he's made in his career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it just depends, right? I think it just really depends on how, uh, you want to view that in your perception and how you kind of view the world in that sense. So, I for myself, my belief is that hip hop is 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 thriving, and I think there's a lot of great um, artists out there, uh, whether you, we know them or not. Um, um, quite frankly, it's not really relevant in that sense because you know we started uh, my business partners here in San Diego and I we started a a, um, a, a once a month uh, event called Hidden Hidden Vibes, right? And it was a place for people to come and discover new music, right? Because we we quite frankly we got tired of hearing people say like there's no good no good music hip-hop sucks, r and is whatever, like, hasn't been, it's, it's, it had its peak in the 90s, so on and so forth, and we just got tired of the discourse, and we're just like, you know, instead of us kind of sitting and and, um, and soaking in on the negative, why don't we just kind of create something where people are able to kind of um, not only discover, but then also expand uh, yeah. what's out there or whatnot, so, I mean, I would tell you that I think hip-hop is thriving, um, and I don't think, you know, I don't think they 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 thought it would come this far, you know, no pun intended in that in that sense. But it's uh, I think it's a it's a really beautiful place, and I think that the the great thing you're seeing with hip hop now is really the blending of the sounds, right? Um, you're seeing Afro beats, you're seeing Amapiano, you're seeing Soca, you're seeing Reggae, you're seeing these sounds that are being blended in uh, with some of our favorite uh, uh, rap and R&B uh, uh, tunes out there or whatnot. Um, you know, I think there's 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 just a a whole gateway of uh, of creative, creative work and creative arts that that are still to come from such a beautiful genre uh, that is hip hop. So, um, but yeah, hip hop is just depends on where you're looking at. That's all. It's a, it's, a, it's a big world.
0: Abby, you are you are a new father, relatively new father, right? And uh, things are kind of crazy right now. Like, how do you feel in this world raising a, a Black child? Like, do, do you think about that? Or do you just, you know, just do the best that you can and don't really give that too much thought? Because with everything else you have going on, it could be a little stressful. But it is part of our culture right now. Things are crazy. But you also are a dad. So where do you, um, where do you fall in line here?
1: First and foremost, being a dad—it's the best thing I've ever done. Let's get on. Let's let's get on a soapbox right now in terms of uh, amplifying how important it is. Let's let's get on this brand campaign right now, of understanding how right. important it is to to get into parenthood. Right? I know, Tanya. I know you and Ray have, uh, have 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 beautiful children. Um, and I, you know, quite frankly, I think I've told both of you guys that you guys both inspired me to get into to to to, to engage a little bit more into parenthood. So thank you for that. Um, but um, listen, it's. I think again, the the it feels crazy right now, right? And I, I remember talking to my mom um, when I was born, and I remember there was, there was some crisis that was happening in '85. I don't I don't remember off the top of my head, but there was some crisis. She's like, I can't believe I'm bringing a child into this time. Mm-hmm. And for myself, having that perspective and and having that wisdom of our ancestors, and really seeing like where they came from, and really understanding that hey, there, these, there's always going to be challenges, right? There's always going to be trials and tribulations. There's always going to be a hurdle out there. There's always going to be some things that restrict. And I think it's 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 that back to how you perceive and how you look at things, right? I feel that two, you know, there's two main energy sources from where emotions and, and thoughts come from. One is love. The other one is fear. And for myself, I just choose to move from love all the time. I choose not to. I, I choose not to operate in fear. Um, I am a human. Sometimes that does happen. But you know, having that consciousness and awareness of uh, of moving with love instead of leading with fear um, has, has served me well, uh, quite frankly. And um, you know, for myself, from a day to day perspective, I just, you know, to your point, you said it yourself, I do my best every single day. Um, and then I challenge myself to, to to be better every single day. Right. The um, I read Atomic Habits last year and that one percent better uh, really resonated with me in terms of just really just getting that continuous improvement every single time. Um, and that's something that's very much in alignment with my personal brand as well, too. Right. Um, in terms of how um, how are you getting up every single day and how are you trying to be just just a tad bit better than you were yesterday? Um, and that's how I approach that's how I approach fatherhood. That's how I, I, I parents, uh, approach parenting um, with him and his, uh, with with my son Amir and and, and his mom. Um, you know, I think we do a really good job of that, and and really just keeping keeping with that and continuing to stay rooted in love.
0: People don't be staying married these days. How how are you making that happen?
1: You make it work. Right. You got to You got to communicate. You got to work hard. Uh, you got you got to work through that and whatnot. And I think just anything just in general, not just with marriage, but just the relationships in general are really challenging right now. Right. Um, uh, I, I can't wait till we use like the term of PT, PTSD. Right. Yes. Uh, P.T. PC, uh, T or T.D. Uh, Post Covid uh, stress disorder. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I that, right. <laughs> like that's going, you know, we're going to have those. We're going to have these conversations more formally from an academic perspective, whether now or in the future. Um, I know that I actually know of people that are going to work on this, uh, from a, from a sociology and an anthropology perspective, but I think it's just really just challenging. Like we've, you know, we were, we were challenged and we were locked up in our houses for a few years, you know, and I think a lot of people got comfortable with, you know, being with self and being, and, and then also being forced to be still as well too. Right. It's, you know, it's really hard to sometimes come out of that. Um, I read something the other day where it's just like, you know, sometimes you find that you find so much comfort and peace in yourself that you don't want to leave that, you know, um, and I think everybody is really very much on their journey um, in terms of what that looks like. Um, but I think if anything, what I do know, um, on, uh, as long as I've been on this earth, is I do know that um, with community, with culture, to bring that back to there, um, those things are very necessary for our survivorship. Right? Like you, you need you need partnership, you need community, you need people um, in order for you to to be able to thrive. Um, uh, not even just thrive, thrive for sure. But that's a that's a requirement for thriving, but just for survivorship. It improves your survivorship um, tremendously when you have that partnership. So that's why everybody should have kids. <laughs> have lots of kids. I know it's expensive. I know it's hard. The sleep thing sucks. But, you know, it's uh, it's 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 amazing. Um, and it's amazing it to, to, to build those relationships. Um, not just, you know, with family, with marriages, partnership, whatever it may be. But then also with your children as well, too. Yeah.
0: So. I saw a meme the other day. Oh, it cracked me up. And she was, this girl on this meme was talking about... Uh, Outside goers. She was like, "You outside goers are always giving us inside <laughs> stairs all kind of problems, and we're happy inside." And I want to ask you because most people in the business that you, oh, I
1: think I lost personal.
0: I love in. I am an inside stayer. Okay, Cause, first of all, because everybody's crazy outside. Um, I built this, so I love what we built, and I'm comfortable. And we're outside so much. So my question to you is when you're not working, are you an outside goer or an inside stayer?
1: Uh, t- uh Both, <laughs> to answer your question, I'm both. I, I think it depends on the day, what I'm feeling. Um, recently, I've been called to be a little bit more still, um, or, around and, and just be a little bit more still. Um, I've been spending a lot of time just from a fitness perspective, like just, mm-hmm. Like getting um there and getting my body right getting my temple right in that sense um you know i think it's really important to get outside the sun is good for you um getting grounded you know take take take, take off your shoes take off your socks go find some grass go will yeah. get grounded that kind of stuff that stuff is really important um uh for so, so again it really just depends for myself um uh, the last couple of years for myself has been uh, definitely a little bit more chill a little bit more um, even though it looks like I'm outside and I know folks that see the other, they're like, oh yeah, he's out and not it's, it's, there's a good blend and there's a good balance of the two. And I think for, for anybody really, I think having that awareness and understanding of what you need, um, I, I think is super duper key, right? It's super duper key. I, I I see people kind of just walking around sometimes like zombies, like, Not understanding and needing that hey go go outside go socialize with people go figure go 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 hang out with some folks go Go
0: have a conversation yeah
1: exactly exactly you know um and finding that 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 balance or uh, as a good friend of mine always says like finding that equanimity right like um in order for you to kind of move through um uh to 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 move through this world um you know successfully i guess right so my
0: youngest son roman he always has a problem with me and ray more ray than me and he says Dad is always talking to strangers everywhere we go. These strangers are always talking to him, They're telling him, telling him all his, all their business. Even if they just met him, and every time I go somewhere with Dad, it's always him and some strangers. They're always talking, and I was like, "What's wrong with that? What do you mean, what's wrong with that, Mom?" But honestly, I think it's great to be able to get to know people like the humanity that we have the opportunity to express and experience on a regular basis is underrated it is absolutely underrated it's get off your phone stop looking down open your eyes have a conversation be a part of the world it's fine talk to strangers and he'd just be so freaking (laughs) irritated
1: that's so funny no i mean that's i mean like my i'm first generation born American, right? Like my parents immigrated here from Eritrea many years ago and they learned social customs, culture,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, how to interact with people, how to interact with different types of people by just getting outside and talking to folks, right? And engaging and rubbing shoulders, right? And I think if anything, if I, if I wanna send one message is like, don't, like don't, be, don't be afraid to talk to people, right? I think that's, there's so much value. Um, there's so much value that can be extrapolated. There's so much perspective, there's so much vision um, there's so much depth that you can get, um, you know, seeing from a, another person's perspective. Right. Um, I have it on my, on one of my vision boards that I did, it's like, there's nothing more uh, refreshing to, than to be able to, to look at the lens of the world through a fresh pair of eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, you know, the, the best way of doing that is to be able to lean in and connect with different folks. Right. That's that power, that connectivity and the power of, of, of community, the power of people. Right. Um, and again, like the, that's where. That's that's very much where that's very much centric to Ambassad and the agency and, and what we do is is we 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 are in tune with what the people want, what they what they're interested in, what they desire. Um, and we're we're here to help uh, brands uh, bring that together and 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 you know really drive some engagement and some and real business metrics and um, and achievements for them on that sense. So we're nothing without people.
0: One thing I want to say about that is in order for you to be able to do all of that. You actually have to be a listener and listen more than you talk to be able to actually hear and understand what people are saying. Sometimes they're not even clear about what they want. But when you listen and you pay attention to detail, you're able to you're able to get that out of them. You know, mm-hmm. And I think you do a great job at that with all that I've seen, um, all the work that you've done and your career, uh, where it is. Congratulations, first of all, but more so. Kudos to you for being a great listener. I think just kudos to you. So before I let you go, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I want my legacy to be known for that. That was just I was there. I was there for people. I was there for the advancement of our people. Um, I always tell people this. I don't know if I should share this, but I'm going to share it anyways. Um, you know, at my at my funeral or you know my passing and stuff like that, I want the song. Uh, I want most deaf or now Yasin Bey's song Umi says uh, to be played when uh, when I pass. And, you know, if anybody knows the song, it's like, when we say, shine your light on the world, shine your light for the world to see, um, you know, the meaning of life is to discover your gifts. Um, and the purpose of it is to amplify those gifts. So I just, uh, the legacy I wanna know is that I give, I give as much as I can. Um, I, gave, I, was made, I gave all my gifts and I gave that out to the world um, in order to make it just a, a, a slightly better place, so.
0: Um, we have a question for you. It says, what's your long-term goal for your agency?
1: Long-term goal for the agency is we want to be the premier. Um, we want to be the premier shop for for brands uh, to come in terms of driving their brand campaigns and and uh, and advertisement needs um, in terms of their connection to the consumer and, and connectivity with the consumer to drive conversion. Ultimately, that we want to be the premier. Um, I started this agency four years ago unofficially, um, um, and kind of accidentally kind of built it to what it looks like today. To be honest with you, um, I, I wouldn't imagine to where it was even then and. You know, quite frankly, a lot of that has to me in, term, in terms of thinking bigger and expanding my mind there. Um, but you know, if you see the the advertisement agency world, it's very much dominated by uh, Madison Avenue in New York, um, mm-hmm. and then you've got some you know you've got some folks like White and Kennedy who do some amazing work up in Portland, um, uh, and so on and so forth and whatnot. But you know, I want I would love for Ambassad to be the the goal is for Ambasad to be looked at the same way that a White and Kennedy is looked at. Um, that would be the dream um, of this agency, and uh, you know, obviously. Um, you know, faith without works is dead work, work without faith is without dead as well too and I'm very much in the belief of that so uh, that's that's where we're going and that's the charter of this organization.
0: I love that well before you get out of here share with the people how they can connect with you uh, how they can continue to follow your journey and you know just be a part of your story moving forward
1: and I appreciate it yeah uh, I mean connect if you guys see me in the streets say what's up um, I go by uh, the, I go by the nickname of Abby I also go by the alias of Hondo um, in the entertainment world. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Abbey at, at Abby Hondo, A-B-B-Y-H-O-N-D-O. Um, you can find the agency at Umbasai Agency, A-M-B-E-S-A, Agency A-G-E-N-C-Y. Uh, we're doing a lot of really cool things. Um that, that, that are kind of coming up and stuff like that. We've got some really great uh, clients and, and talents that are signed on. Um, we've got some really cool projects that are coming on. I will give a quick shout out to my DJ and business partner, Dashe. She's got an uh, event on Saturday at a part-time lover here in San Diego. So if you're there, pull up. Um, it's, a, it's a full vinyl set that she's got going on. So it's going to be really something really special. Um, yeah, we got a lot of other things. we got a Spectrum commercial running. What to hear more uh, right now uh, that you, you probably catch it on, on t- television that's been running everywhere. Um, a lot of good things up in the uh, up in the horizon. So uh, tap in with us, and don't be shy. Say what's up.
0: I love that. Uh, his information is down at the bottom. Connect with him on Instagram. And moving forward, I want to thank you for your time today, and uh, I wish you continued success uh, in your business and your personal life. And you know, I'm just glad that we had the opportunity.
1: Appreciate you, Tony.
0: what we do on a regular basis because it actually adds quality to the work it adds quality to the relationships that we kind of acquire on this journey in life not just professionally but personally socially these are all things to help like i said help you be better all of the best leaders whether it's organizational elected officials artists leaders. What are you leading? How are you leading? And how much humanity do you continue to instill in everything that you do? So I hope you enjoyed it today. I love your feedback. Love to hear what you're thinking. Please stay connected to Abby and the great work that he's doing. If you have a business or a brand and you're looking to find a way to amplify it, to empower um, your customer base, get in touch with him. He's really good at what he does. And maybe one day I'll tell you how I know them. But until then, it's your girl T and I'll see you later. Hey, thanks for showing up to the podcast where we all know that the best leaders are lifetime learners. When you get a set, take a moment, leave a comment. What do you think about today's episode? And share it with someone that you know could use the gems that were dropped today. Follow and subscribe. You don't want to miss who's coming up next. You never know who could show up here and what they could say. For your professional needs, marketing, PR, communications, or leadership, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Sand and Shores or hit us up at sandandshores.com. Again, thanks so much for showing up. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon.